ladies and gentlemen, for this show where they talk talkies, it's talking talkies. Goodbye. It's really like the the worst theme song in podcast history because he kind of just makes it up as he goes and then he randomly disappears. But um, thanks anyway, Billy Robinson, old timey announcer. Yes, this is Talking Talkies. My name is Chris O'Mealy, and that there is Dan Peck. Greetings and and salutations. Oh, you got to you got to make a spooky greeting because it's October. Ooh, I'm doing it with the spooky fingers, which you can totally <laughs> hear on this podcast. Yes, yes, our our gestures are so great on this audio podcast. <laughs> so listen up guys, this is October. Which means we're doing some Halloween-themed movies, and this week we reviewed Shaun of the Dead. Not Dawn of the Dead, not the George Romero movies. Dawn. This would be Shaun. 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 Played but spelled by with a U because we're in England. Yes. Which is actually a much better way of spelling it than S-E-A-N. That's scene. Oh, scene. Oh, drove me nuts. <laughs> NBA All-Star, Scene Elliott. Yes. Of the San Antonio Spurs. Sub scene is Sean, actually. How do you get I, I never figured that one out, how you got Sean out of S E A N. But oh, it's, I think it's it wasn't it Gaelic for John. Yeah. It's John Cena! <laughs> no, 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 no. That's the other podcast. Alright, this is this is Sean of the Dead. This is part one of the Cornetto trilogy which was Edgar Wright's directed films with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, which is Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and how did I just space on the last... World's End. End. Yeah, I just spaced on the title. Um, Pretty much everybody knows that Hot Fuzz is like my favorite movie ever, so Shaun of the Dead has to come number two, just because of how much I love Hot Fuzz. And World's End, while it's still really good, is probably the weakest of them, but it doesn't matter because this is Shaun of the Dead. It's October. It's Halloween themed. It's got zombies and we're going to review it. Sam Bambos. Right now. Well, don't, don't say the Z word. Don't, don't just don't say the Z word. Well, are there? Yes. I don't see any. Oh, there they are. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. I'm going to say this right off the bat. If you're not a fan of British humor, you're probably going to hate this movie. You're not going to get it. Although they purposely changed some lines so Americans can get it. Yeah, but... When they see Mary and she turns around and he says that she's so drunk, they were originally going to say she's so pissed. But they're like, yeah, but Americans would be like, she doesn't look angry. <laughs> and they, kept a, they kept a lot of other things in there. But... Anyway. Um, so we meet, we meet Sean. And he's on a date with Liz. That's his girlfriend. And she's kind of annoyed that because Ed came with him. And he's kind of annoyed because her flatmates came with her. Which would be David and Di. Diane. So of course they get into a they get into a big argument about this, but he's gonna make it up to her. The next day they're gonna go on a big date at seven o'clock at a nice restaurant. The place that does the fish, which is the literal name of the restaurant that he picks, is the place that does the fish. Um, we also, so a little backstory about the characters. Sean works at an electronics shop. 
He's a salesman. Um, he's also the senior staff member, or as his colleagues say, the oldest staff member. He's the oldest senior staff Cause he's, member. Because he's 29, and they're all like 17. 17? 17. 17. Um, I love when he does that. He says that Ash isn't there. Yes. <laughs> of course. Ash is a little under the weather. Um, Ed, well... He brings in some money to the apartment, but not much because all he's selling does is weed, weed occasionally. <laughs> occasionally, yes. Which he never has any on him the entire movie. Nope. And then Pete, who has to has to fucking go to work in fucking four hours. Pete's their other roommate, and he's kind of just. I, I guess he's like he's got the office job. He's the straight man of this group. He's also which a makes twat. him the angry man of this group. He's also a twat. And uh, next movie, time I see him, he's a dead man. All right, yeah. So a movie like this, just so you guys know as we're doing this review, we're not going to cover too many details because it's one of those movies where I can't talk about the humor because it's not going to work if I talk about the humor. you got you got to sit down. you got to watch the movie. If you're doing the podcast gimmick, you already watched it before you listen to this episode. But, yeah. you know, as, as Kermit the Frog once said, that's none of my business. As he slipped his Lipton tea. Yes. Um, so, yeah. he And uh, he's got her on this date at the Winchester, which is his favorite pub. And Ed's, too. But, you know. But she's... Liz isn't happy because he always brings Ed, so she has to bring her flatmates. And all we do is the same thing. See, now, here is the, the thing about all good zombie movies. There's social commentary involved. Yep, always. And this one is all about how we... Our monotonous uh, daily routine that is always the fucking same, like, every day. Yep. We're already zombies, man. We don't <laughs> pay attention because we do the same thing at the same time, man. In fact, the way Sean wakes up, he wakes up like a zombie, kind of just, like, saunters into the room on dead legs, making this inhuman noise. But you find out he's just yawning. It's just playing video games the whole time. Time Splitters 2 on PlayStation. Yes, he's playing Time Splitters 2. <laughs> Player I remember one. when I first saw the movie, I was like, I know that game! <laughs> Player 2 has entered. Don't you have work? Player 2 has left the game. And uh, I, I also like how when he goes to the store to go get a Coke, <laughs> and it's just, he's just oblivious to everything around him and it's like there's like a kid kicking a soccer ball who kicks him in the face and he goes you're dead and lol next time he sees the kid see welcome to foreshadowing the movie like literally everything that happens in this movie it was foreshadowed earlier in the movie yep uh there's the guy washing his car there's um the the hobo asking for change and he gives him a little bit and then you know, he goes into this place. The Indian guy greets him. You know, it's 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 a very mundane thing. So he's gonna set up this date with Liz, but after a particularly bad day, he forgets to book the table. So he's just like, "Well, how about the Winchester?" And basically, that ends the relationship. She's done with him. So. It's just like, all right, well, I'll take you to the Winchester. We'll drown our sorrows. And he goes he goes through, like, all this stuff that foreshadows everything that's going to happen. From yeah. Bloody Mary, shots at the pub, you know. It's all foreshadowing. And then they're celebrating at home at four in the morning, but Pete's pissed off because he's not feeling good because he got bit by a couple of crackheads. 
and he tells Sean to sort his life out. And I love that Sean like writes those notes like get Liz back, get mom flowers, and sort your life out. It's like the big one at the bottom. But there's also other really funny hints too along the way. Like he sees the guy that's like trying to eat a pigeon, and then the buses go by and he's not there anymore. He's also the only person that's noticing that people are like feeling sick on the side of the road. Well, there's that person at the bus stop that just falls over. Yeah. And that's what he's, uh, he's the only one that notices. Everybody on the bus has that zombified look on their face. And, of course, they're playing Zombie Nation, the infamous club song, because that was popular around the time I was in college. And I also learned this was insanely popular overseas because we went to several clubs while we were in France. And they really love this song. They played that current craft. They really love. They love their techno over there. Whoa, whoa! So Liz, Liz is breaking up with him. He's all pissed off. He goes over to the house. Um, he, he, they won't let him in, so he climbs up the window. But he can't. He falls. Yep. <laughs> Um, and then of course, the, the scene where he walks to the store, which is all done in one continuous shot where the zombie apocalypse has happened, is one of the funniest scenes in the movie because it's all the stuff that just happened the last time he mindlessly walked to the store, but he misses everything. Absolutely everything. He even like slips in the same puddle at the edge of the road there and everything. Yeah. <laughs> He's like everything the same. He gives the guy, he's like, oh, I don't have any money. I didn't even have enough at the store. Yeah, and then he, uh, and the best part is that, what does Ed want from the store? Cornetto. A Cornetto. <laughs> it's just what he gets him. And, of course, they eat Cornettos in the next two movies, too. And those will be on our hit list, just for you guys interested. That Those will be done at some point, so. Some point. Someday. Yeah, stay tuned. So... Hester, he gets home, and he gives Ed the Cornetto. He notices that there's a, there's there's a, girl, a girl in the garden. So they go outside, and they're like, oh, you all right? And she turns around, and they're just like, oh, damn, she's drunk. But then she keeps coming after She keeps coming after them. She pins Sean down. <laughs> Ed goes and takes a picture of it. Because yep. think, they think that she's coming on to them. And then he tries to push her off, and she gets impaled on a pipe. But then she gets back up again, and they're just like, oh, okay. And then there's a big hulking guy, and they're like, um, something's wrong here. And that's when they finally go inside and turn on the TV and realize that there's an apocalypse happening. I like when he's changing the channel earlier in, like, every sentence from the next channel. Yeah, it, ru- it completely runs on it. It makes a full coherent coherent story which we're completely missing out on i also like how uh there's a hint that it was because a space probe crashed which is what caused the original zombie outbreak in the original 1978 dawn of the dead so there's that little hint at the end they say that they did the 28 days later they said that that didn't happen like there was an idea that maybe it was rage infected monkeys but that's been knocked down since yeah. <laughs> oh, man, there's a couple of good shots in there. Um, so they're watching the news, and they realize that uh, the one news reporter is like, if you hit the hit them in the head, destroy the brain. Oh, I love that, because you could hear him in the background the entire time while they're talking and doing other things. 
you could hear the news guy in the background the entire time talking. Yeah. Really so they, good stuff. Yeah, so they go outside, try to hit these guys in the head, and they end up using records. <laughs> what about this one? No. Day. Slizzes, she broke up with you. <laughs> Again, another really funny scene that's ripe with British humor. Um, they also, Pete's been pissed off at them because they always forget to lock the front door. That's how another zombie gets in. So, yeah, it's all. It's one and then of the, they hear again. about the bites and they go, uh, Pete was bitten. Uh, where is yeah. he? Yeah. Hey, that's cause here. Well, he's not in. Maybe he got a ride. He said he wasn't feeling well. Yeah, again, I, I can't stress this enough, listeners. You got to watch this movie to get why these references are so funny. Because this isn't this isn't like Ghostbusters where I can just talk about the funny jokes and say the funny line. No, a lot of this stuff is connected, and it's brilliant, which is why British humor is brilliant if you're a fan. So this is when Sean realizes that he needs to check on his mom and stuff. Yeah. And they find out that Philip, his stepdad, was bitten. By Bill Nye. And then they uh, they have to figure out what they're going to do. We want to save everyone. What can we do? Oh. We're going to go to mom's house, or we're going to steal people. Pete's car. Steal Pete's car. Go to mom's, go to mom's house. house. Kill Philip. Sorry, Sorry Philip. Phil. <laughs> get take mom. Go to Liz's place. Get Liz. Then we're gonna or, then we're gonna wait for this whole thing to blow over. Now we can't we can't go there. <laughs> yeah, All right. They talk about they do it like three or four times. Go over the entire plan. Before yeah. They finalize. We'll come, we'll come, yeah. Then it's come back here. Now this is not exactly safe, is it? Because they've got the broken window and the front door issues. Like we need somewhere. Where we'll be safe, where we know where the exits are, where I can smoke. Where I can smoke. <laughs> what's what's safe? What's familiar? Where can I smoke? So they decide the Winchester, of course, because, <laughs> you know, that's how it always works. That's where they and go I, every night. <laughs> and, and pubs are kind of central central locations in the Cornetto trilogy, if you think about it. Hell, the world's end is about a pub crawl. Well, is it about a pub crawl? Uh, Yes. If you haven't seen it, watch the movie. <laughs> so they steal Pete's car. Uh, can I drive? Well, I always wanted to drive Pete's car, and I don't know if I get another choice. All right. So they, after they find out that Pete's in the shower. Oh, that's because he's, he's going to take a leak before they go. Yeah. They find Pete. He finds Pete in the shower. Which means he got up in the morning, went to shower, and then before he turned the water on, he died and turned. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so they go to pick up his mom, Barbara. We're coming to get you, Barbara. <laughs> We're coming to get you, Barbara. Which is funny because apparently George Romero didn't understand that they lifted that line from his own movie. He missed the reference. <laughs> they had to explain that to him afterwards. It's probably because it's said so differently. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. But <laughs> I understood the reference and I thought it was – I appreciated it. Um, so, yeah, we know Philip's been bitten. So I ran it under a cold tap. It's, but right now he's okay. He's just. Oh, I love it. Ed, Ed is like obsessed with the Jaguar. Yeah, he wants to drive the Jaguar. So he purposely crashes Pete's car just so they'll be forced to take the Jaguar. Oh, I crashed it, but you were parked. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> so then they're going to go get Liz. And of course, he's like convincing her, you got to come with us. They don't want to leave. He actually they, does uh, climb up the pipe and. Yes. The window. 
they go through that whole ordeal, and uh, Dai's gonna go. Dai's not gonna go. And Dave is not gonna stay here by himself. He's not gonna go. Blues doesn't go. And it's just a you know, it's a big argument where it's just like Jesus Christ, guys, the world's falling apart. Stop being British for two seconds. So they all grab a weapon. Liz yep. grabs a a, a, a a hockey stick, a, a field hockey stick. Yes, and, and the best part is that even though they all have weapons, only Sean ever hit zombies because his cricket paddle was the only prop that was padded. And if they had actually hit anybody, they would have hurt the extras. Oh, really? <laughs> so they're just like, yes, only Sean did the hitting. So they all they all cram into the Jaguar. And uh, Liz and his mom are finally introduced. So they're sitting in shotgun together. Much, yeah. <laughs> well, Ed is just running down everybody. I also love how Philip's judging all of his driving. Like, you understand this is a 20 kilometers per hour zone. It's, it's just like, oh, yeah. Oh, I love the part where they first drive away in Pete's car and they hit the guy and they, <laughs> Sean makes him roll back. And they're like, <laughs> and then he finally turns around and they see that he's infected. And like, oh, thank God. Oh, <laughs> thank God away. for that. <laughs> But I also love how, uh, well, Philip makes peace with Sean, and then he dies, and then he turns, so they have to all get out of the car, and they're just like, no, there's nothing left of your husband in there, but he still turns off the loud music. Oh. So, they're, uh, they're going back through these alleys. They're forced to take a back way to the Winchester at this point, yeah. Yeah. And he, uh, he meets his old friend, Yvonne, who's pretty much like... Who is, I, the, I who is the girl he starred in? Uh, uh, the name of that show they did? Space. Space, Space. yeah. Yeah. And, and she's are. got her crew with her boyfriend and friends and mom, and they're like the exact same Bill Bilbo Baggins is in her crew. But yeah, Martin Freeman is her boyfriend. Yeah. But they're like the mirror of the of their of his group. Yeah, and she's like, "Well, I hope you got somewhere to go," because she also has something in mind. We're going to Winchester, uh, the pub. Sure, All right. okay. All right. Well, obviously, her plan is better. We'll find out later. But uh, also, like, he's like, "Where? So, how do we get there? It's right over the twenty garden fences." What's the matter, David? You never taken a shortcut before? And this is when the. <laughs> He tries to hop a fence and it falls over. Yes. Which will happen in the other two movies as well. Oh my god, the Hot Fuzz one is the best. Because he hops like five fences flawlessly and then Nick Frost just crashes through it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's great because after you watch this movie, you go back and you rewatch Hot Fuzz. And it, you start picking up all of the instances, like the, the game in the pub that plays when he first goes and shoots out at the Hot Fuzz pub. And it's just like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. I'm like, oh, man, that's even funnier now. Again, guys, British humor. Appreciate it. Watch the damn movies. This is this is getting angry. I need to stop this. Anyway, we get, we get to the Winchester, and he's going to check to see if the coast is clear, which is one of my favorite lines of the whole movie, because the throwback to another, to an older line. Are they out there? Yes. How many? Lots. <laughs> And, of course, his poor mom thinks that her friends live in this house, so she goes to check on them, and she gets attacked. So they impale this dude in his pajamas into a tree. Oh, how at first she tries to hit him with the tennis ball. Yeah. <laughs> Attached to this dick. Yeah. Well, that's rubbish. 
So, in order to get through the big crowd of zombies, they decide to all act like zombies. And Diane comes up with this plan where it just Diane. studies them. I did not say Diane was a failed actress. <laughs> that gets them to the Winchester, but they can't get through the front door. He's, like, screaming, like, let us in. We're, we, we always do the quizzes. You know who we are. And then freaking Ed's phone goes off of someone asking if he has weed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you all right, mate? Yeah. You you holding? <laughs> so they get into a bit of an argument, and then Sean's about to reveal that there's a back door into the pub, but David decides to just break the window, so they get in. And they're just like, well, now what? They'll follow us in. So Sean comes up with a brilliant plan to push his way through the crowd, scream, making them follow him so he can give them the slip. Well, everybody else just waits. Which, by the way, on the DVD, there is a special section called Plot Holes. There is three parts of the movie, and I will uh, tell them as they go. And the first one is this one. How does he give them the slip? So it's like drawn by, it's like comic drawn by, uh, I believe it's Edgar Wright's brother because the guy's last name is Wright. Uh, and it's Sean telling about how, well, you know, uh, contrary to uh, current things uh, zombies are really slow so like every 30 seconds or so i'd have to stop for like 10 seconds to let him catch up <laughs> and we, like, i ran him around for a little while and then i hid in a trash can a trash bin and then i came out thinking ah i gave him the slip that's awesome so that's what happens there's two more to come yes early. yes I, I know one of them i'm not sure what the the last one is all right so sean's back in the pub he goes to turn the lights on so they can watch the telly and realizes that the zombies followed him. So now they're trying to come up with this big plan to get into action. So he's uh, he's getting he's getting the gun ready, the Winchester, which, oh, yes, it, it does still work. Because they thought the bartender was part of the North English Mafia, <laughs> the North London Mafia. <laughs> yeah. Big Al. <laughs> yeah. Big Al said so. Yeah, Big Al. Big Al said so. I tell you, dogs can look up. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Dogs can't look up. No, they can't. Yes, they can. <laughs> it's funny because it's such a dumb argument. Every single person out there owning a pet is just like, they can. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's obvious they can. So, the, the big, so a whole bunch of sequence of events happens here. The zombies are starting to break in. Um, he's going to prepare, he's going to prepare the gun. Well, he's going to shoot. Well, Ed, David, and Diane reload, and Liz sits with his mom. And then we find out his mom got bit. She's going to turn. So that makes him sad. And then David's got to wield everything off. He's got the gun. Uh, he's going to shoot his mom, but not, Sean's not going to let him. Big emotional big emotional moment. Get all the feels. Throw in the British humor to, to circumvent the feels because it's really funny scene. Barbara turns. She's shot and killed. Um, everything breaks down. David decides he's going to push through the crowd. The zombies grab him, rip him to shreds. <laughs> when, da da when David's told to go turn the, the, the switches back on. Oh, yeah. And that's when the, the all the lights start turning on and everything. And then freaking uh, Don't Stop Me Now <laughs> starts playing yes. on the jukebox. Yes. It's on random. Oh, so great. Tells him to kill the queen. The music. 
And then Diane decides she's going to go save David by beating off the zombies with his... Because <laughs> his legs come off. Leg. And now it's time for plot holes. What happened now, to Diane? Now, this is my favorite one. She's officially listed as one of the casualties, but... Go ahead, Dan. She ran through the zombies, fighting them with the leg of her boyfriend. She eventually realized, the hell am I doing? So she climbed a tree and hid up there for like three, four days and then came out. <laughs> yeah, now she lives with her aunt. Oh, and she, li- she lived by eating his leg. <laughs> <laughs> that one's the best one. Yeah. So good. So, uh... <laughs> So now it's at the point there's there's nobody left but Sean, Ed, and Liz. Uh, fighting them off, Ed gets bit pretty bad. Gonna make a Molotov cocktail. Yep. They uh, they duck behind the counter, light it on fire. Realize Escape. they left the bullets on the counter. <laughs> Go for the bullets, burn your hand. Get down to the cellar. And now they're contemplating what they're going to do. They're going to rise up to the street and escape. They're all, After they... Uh, Turn suicide down. And Meanwhile, then, Ed's like, "I'll take, I'll take getting shot. I've been bit like three times, so yeah, good." So Ed pretty much says, "Ed's pretty much left to fend them off." And these, they say their tearful goodbye. They get up onto the street, and before they can do anything, <laughs> the British army shows up and just takes out all the zombies. And there's Yvonne. Is this the last plot hole? Uh, the last plot hole is not well. Part of it's happened, but the payoff hasn't happened. It. The last plot hole is how did Nick get from the basement of the of the pub into the shed? Oh yes. Okay. How did I well, get there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Yvonne's just Yvonne pretty much pretty much mocks mo- kind of mocks him a little bit for not having a better plan. But it's okay it's because like at least someone survived. <laughs> yeah, the best. But the best part is when him and Liz are on the couch watching TV and they're doing all the aftermath. You got like the the one reporter is like, I can't believe I'm a celebrity now for saying, you know, d- destroy the brain. <laughs> and I like how the zombies are now being used as like game show fodder and cart pushers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which is funny because the one cart pusher is the guy that said he was seventeen. <laughs> At the other store. Yep. So we we find out what happened to Ed. Sean keeps him in the zombies so they can still in the shed so they can still which play was their pretty, game. which Pete said. You might as well yeah. just leave him in the shed. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, what's the final plot hole? Oh, oh. Uh, so what, what? How did Ed get from there to there? Okay, so Ed uh, decided not to shoot himself. And he actually got he killed a couple of zombies, and then he hid. One of the zombies he killed was a fat fuck, so he hid behind him underneath the stairs. And when the army came in, they didn't find him. And then a couple of days later, Sean went back to see what happened to Ed, found him, used himself as bait, and got Ed all the way back to the shed where he's That's- locked up. That's awesome. And then he says, I don't try to bite Sean anymore, but I might take a bite out of Liz. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, we're ahead. <laughs> so, yeah, Sean of the Dead, awesome movie. You got to watch it because we left out like 75% of the jokes. 
But seriously, guys, you got to watch it. All right. So interviewer asked Simon Pegg, so why did you choose to do the slow-moving zombies? And Simon Pegg goes, because death is not an energy drink. Because <laughs> that was like the big thing, to have fast zombies all of a sudden. And I never really understood the fat, like the fast zombie thing, I guess, makes sense if you've just turned and you still got your body in like full function. But yeah, they after, still wouldn't be running like they do in some of these movies. Yeah, yes. I mean, they're really running like joggers. They would be, you know, they would just be moving. They might be moving at a fast walk. Yes. <laughs> uh, George A. Romero was so impressed with the performances that Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright o- appeared as zombies in Land of the Dead. Yes. Um. The entire relationship between Sean and Ed is, in fact, based on Simon Pegg and Nick Frost when they were flatmates. As a character trait, Nick Frost shaved his genitals so he would have a genuine need to scratch them the whole time. Um, that, Of course, we've got Chris Martin of Coldplay who makes two cameos, once as a zombie and then again as part of Zombaid. Yes. Uh, Quentin Tarantino has dubbed this movie as one of the top 20 greatest films made since 1992. A.K.A. since he came on the scene. Yes. Most of the zombie extras were actually fans of the TV series Spaced, because what Simon Pegg and Nick Frost and Edgar Wright did was they went to the Spaced Out fan website and said, hey, would you like to be extras in this movie? So that's where they pulled all the extras from. Um, and if you know anything about Hindi, when Sean is leaving the store, the Hindi radio report actually says people are waking up from their graves. So, interesting stuff. Uh, Mary is seen in the opening montage with the zombie shopkeepers where they're all... Yeah, she's all a checkout catch- girl. Yeah, she's a checkout girl and they're all moving slow. Um, I mentioned all of the uh, the stuff that Ed tells him in the bar all... It's all foreshadowing what happens. Bloody Mary is the checkout girl. Bite at the King's Head is Philip. Couple is David and Die. Little Princess is Liz. Stagger Back is the impersonation of the zombies. And then Bar for Shots is firing the rifle. And of course, um, we mentioned uh, if you want to live like an animal, you can live in the shed. Or next time I see him, he's dead. Well, guess what happens, guys? Both of them. <laughs> they both happen. Yes. All right, so that, of course, is Shaun of the Dead. Uh, week two of our four-week, even though there's five in October. Uh, how enough, man. Movies? Exactly. Next week, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Did he show up? Uh, no, because we haven't watched it yet. He'll show up next week. And then, of course, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Only the first 20 minutes. I would... I would, I would. I think it would be hilarious if we did just do the first twenty storms. That, that, that would be such a such a horrible tease. But the problem is that we don't have it slated to continue for December. So we, we are going to do the whole movie, guys. Relax. <laughs> that was Halloween. That was Halloween. Now, how come the last Thursday in October we're not doing a Halloween theme movie? Because we're prepping for Spectre, and we're going to watch. 
the three Daniel Craig Bond movies. We're going to do Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace the last week in October as a double feature because they're kind of they kind of they kind of are a double feature. They kind of are a double feature. And then the November fifth episode is going to be Skyfall. And then we're going to go to the theater and see Spectre, and it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome, guys. You know, I, I was a little worried because it was like Casino was one of the best, Quantum was one of the worst, and then Skyfall was like almost the best. And I'm like, Ugh, Spectre, Spectre has to be good though. Well, the reason why there was the problems with the with it was that the that was when the freaking writer strike happened. That's true. Also, so they had to like write it on the fly between like the director and and people. Yeah. Yeah, uh, contaminated water in Bolivia is not a great plot, but anyway, we'll talk about that when we get There's there. There's been some bomb movies with bad bad guy plots that were still our all right movies. Yeah, so. well, I, I have a feeling that's going to be one of those ones where we're gonna it's going to be like the Ghostbusters deal where we're gonna really review the first one and then just kind of sort of talk about the second one. But yeah, that's what's happening, guys. So next week, Beetlejuice, and then we continue on. We will. Uh, Guess we'll see you then. See ya.